Welcome to Gag Me With a Chainsaw, a horror podcast about 80 slashers. I'm gory. And I'm scary. And we love spooky movies. <laughs> door slam, door slam. <laughs> Xylophone. <laughs> That's what skeletons sound like when they tiptoe. They do. How does a black cat sound? <laughs> That's it. It's all the Halloween sounds, right? And some chains. Oh, yeah. Rattling chains. <laughs> That's a Christmas sound, too, strangely yeah. enough. <laughs> Christmas ghost stories. Is, mm-hmm. It's a thing. There's the one in particular. Yeah. The only one that I know of. So I assume in the song when they're like, and scary ghost stories, that it's just that, right? Christmas no, Carol? it used to be a whole thing. Really? I have a book of Victorian ghost stories. For Christmas? Yeah, like just... The whole winter, I think people would tell spooky stories. That's fun. It's like, it's dark, it's cold, yeah. we're around the fire. We're inside. Yeah. What was that sound? <laughs> but were they like Christmas morality tales? No. Oh. I don't think they were Christmas based. So it was just like a general thing that they were doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I learned something then, because I thought it really was just like a Christmas carol reference. No, I got a, I got a couple um, I'll share with you. Okay. <laughs> when it gets close to Christmas time, do you think that you can tell us more? Yeah. Yes. I don't want to be like skipping over our important time that we have coming up here, but I am also excited. I know. For we should Christmas stop talking time. about Christmas. This is I can't. I love it. Disrespectful to Halloween. I know. I'm sorry, Halloween. <laughs> it's the devil's birthday, and I know it. <laughs> there is a war on Halloween out there, and Sarah's part of it. I'm not. Well, <laughs> I'm straddling the line. I was just thinking about this the other day. Like, everybody thinks that I'll, I don't know if I've talked about this before. I probably have. Maybe. We'll see. Everybody thinks that I would be like a hardcore Halloween person, but I'm not because I didn't grow up with Halloween. Mm-hmm. So I don't have that like nostalgia base that other people have, which like I totally understand. Mm-hmm. I don't have that. So I'm not like, I don't have a lot of decorations and I don't have. I just don't have that stuff. Yeah, it's okay. I got enough for both of us. I wish I liked it. <gasps> that reminds me. What? Corey, I have a present for you. <gasps> what? Oh, my God. Okay, after we are done recording this, I will give it to you. I'm excited. And I'm going to video it so people can see what it is. Okay. I look great today, so that's awesome. No, it's okay. No, I don't. We'll just show. <laughs> you look beautiful. You're always beautiful. <laughs> I can just show what it is, though. And I just remembered, and I'm so glad I remembered because I've been waiting to give it to you for so long. What? Also, your birthday is October. Yes. So I feel like that's a thing. You're a summer girly. Uh-huh. And then you like Christmas. So you're like torn. Yeah. Your allegiances are torn. When I'm like, no, I'm not going to talk about it. This makes me sound stupid. <laughs> Never mind. What? <laughs> when I talk about like the Zodiac, I'm always like, yeah, I kind of believe in it because I kind of believe like when the time of year that you're born maybe influences the kind of person you are because like when your brain comes online and you become sentient like maybe that influences you oh i think you did say this before that's kind of what i think yeah. but this is only based off of me my own self thinking mm-hmm. about myself which is a total libra thing to do by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but i'm like well when did my brain come online fucking christmas time yeah so of course i'm driven by like beautiful colors and harmony and goodwill towards men and presents like of course that's what i'm about yeah We'll have to work backwards and see when your brain came online and why that makes you how you are. Okay. I can't figure it out. We'll get there. (laughs) Yeah. I like having a fall birthday, except like I've been complaining about the fucking fair interrupts my birthday every year. 
When I was a kid, I would be so mad because people couldn't come to my party. They would be like, oh, we're going to the fair that night. And I'd be like, Ooh. Yeah, it's a whole thing in Kern County. And I want to go too, but I want to have a birthday party as well. Yeah. I should just do like my friend Talia, who like, she didn't like that her birthday was in the winter, her 30th birthday. So she decided to have it in June instead. And I was like, that's really smart. Who cares? Yeah. Time is relative. Have your birthday whenever <laughs> you want to. I should do that. But it's too late. I have to have it when I have to have it now yeah. this year. So it's done. Fuck you, blues traveler. Yeah. <laughs> God. That guy is a villain in our house. Is he? Yeah. We oh. talk about him a lot. He's, um, I think, a dickhead. Okay. Um, perhaps. Well, especially. I can't remember. There was something about him. Oh, you should tell your friends that are going to want to go see him. I'll tell them and I'll say, wow, I didn't know you supported this kind of thing. <laughs> um, what's new? Do you have anything new to talk about? Um, no, I did put out a few decorations. I'm a little late this year. I've been busy. Um, but I did start my decorating, but I think I'm going to finish it this week. My Halloween decorating. Um, candles and figurines and whatnot. Yeah. Okay. Well, you just wait till after this show is over. <gasps> oh, my God. You know what's going on with me? What? I got a new chair. Yes. If you listen to the show for a long time, you know that my chair was a real problem. Because <laughs> <laughs> it would roll me away while we were talking, and I would have to adjust myself. I would get so far away while we would be talking. This one, totally cherry. <laughs> I'm like back in school and I was sitting in that chair and it's that fucking Herman Miller chair that everybody's like, this is the best chair. But I feel like that is just groupthink because it fucking sucks. Mm -hmm. I will go on the record and say that that chair sucks. Maybe it's not for big Nalgas. It definitely wasn't for mine. Yeah. I was sitting there all day long doing school, just killing my butt. Right. I was in so much pain. So I told Jason, I cannot do this anymore. We have to go get a chair. I saw this chair that I really liked and I went and checked it out. Guess what? Shaquille O'Neal for Office Depot. And I was like, well. Oh, nice. Anybody knows <laughs> how to sit heavy. It's my man Shaquille O'Neal, right? Ooh. I like that. But I guess he sold out because you know what? They were not comfortable. They were not good. Oh, so you didn't go with that one. No, I had to get a Serta chair. Mm. It is very comfortable. I was just disappointed in Shaq. Yeah. He's got office chairs. He got printers. He's got gold bond. He's got lotion. Where does he have printers? I don't know. He sells printers at Office Depot, too. <laughs> he's all, I'm already doing the chair. Yeah. He's like, well, I need a printer for a large man. <laughs> he has big buttons. <laughs> yeah. The paper comes out all fucking huge, like a poster. <laughs> I just have to wait for Charles Barkley to come out with his chairs. And then yeah. it'll be cool. The round mound of sitting down. <laughs> Get me covered. I think Shaq is just stretched too thin. He couldn't, didn't have the oversight on the chair that yeah. he needed to. What about Dennis Rodman? I feel like his would be very stylish. Very stylish. <laughs> it would be purple. And I don't want that. <laughs> I'm picturing leopard print. Oh, yeah. Probably um, some accents. Mm -hmm. But it would definitely be a fun color. <laughs> Maybe a metallic teal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know how we feel about teal. Hate it. <laughs> a Dennis Rodman chair wow just some ideas just some ideas we should uh, get a hold of their representation <laughs> <laughs> also he's back the young people have discovered him Dennis Rodman yeah yeah um, he was so controversial 
But he was good at basketball, so you couldn't argue too much. <laughs> They'd be like, well, he's wearing a wedding dress, but what are you going to do? <laughs> he gets the job done. Yeah. He's a very fun figure. Mm-hmm. And when he pops up, you're like, what are you doing here? <laughs> like when he was like, look, Kim Jong-un is my friend. <laughs> Let me- Send me over. I'll help. We were like, Dennis Rodman, get out of here. No, nobody asked. <laughs> Good for him, though. He's like a Forrest Gump type figure that pops up in historical situations. <laughs> Who was driving that boat that got stuck in the Suez Canal? Dennis Rodman. Yep. <laughs> Because the captain asked him to hold the hold the wheel for a minute. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> I think about that boat too much because it confused me for a long time. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. We should talk about our movie. Okay. Um, as you all know, usually, usually. Usually. Every episode, we pick a movie from the letterboxed list, every 80s slasher, an attempt by John Hillman. Our elusive king. (laughs) (laughs) For the rest of the weeks leading up to Halloween, though, we're going to do something a little bit different. Yeah. You want to tell them, Cor? Yeah, we are going to do some just horror movies. Like, not necessarily 80s slashers. Might be 80s. Might might be be a slasher. Could be. Might be neither. Yep. And this is the first one we're doing. Yeah. I'm excited for this. Yeah. Um, This was my choice. Because I, in the little, like, corners of the internet that I frequent, like, I kept seeing it come up. And every time I would see it, I would be like, Sarah, learn nothing. <laughs> learn nothing about this. I tried so hard because I was so intrigued. Um, our movie this episode is called Pin, and it is from 1988. P-I-N. P-I-N. Mm-hmm. C, still from the 80s. Mm-hmm. And... As we'll talk about, maybe more of a slasher than some of the movies that are actually on our list. Yeah. Like I Blood, was, Blood Beach, I would say this is more of a slasher. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> is this on the list? And I just didn't realize before. Because uh-huh. it has some of the some of the tropes. Mm-hmm. Um, we're drinking on microphone this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was like trying to keep it so quiet, but like, it's all right. Yeah, we're on our third rum old fashion. Yeah. Corey keeps getting me addicted to different drinks. <laughs> She's an enabler. That's okay. I like to call it mixologist. <laughs> yeah, that's how come you were in that little arm garter. Yeah. <laughs> and you were like, do you think my handlebar mustache should be this long or this long? And I was like, no, in the middle is good. <laughs> Subtle. <laughs> and it's weird that I was wearing those arm garters in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At first, I was like, are those floaties? But they weren't. They were just arm garters. <laughs> if you were going to be like a true mixologist, I wish you would be like a Tom Cruise and cocktail kind. A flare bartender? Yes. Well, we'll work on it. Would you? <laughs> Look, for my birthday, I want you to juggle some bottles. Okay. Yes. I'm more about the taste, but I'll, I'll start, start training. <laughs> I could it's- at least throw a napkin. <laughs> Like twirl it towards you. What if you like threw a total curveball and threw a shrimp into somebody's mouth? <laughs> like <laughs> hibachi. <laughs> that would be very surprising. I know, especially because I'm vegan. I know. 
And I can't even eat vegan shrimp. What the fuck is a vegan shrimp? I don't know. It grossed me out. Oh, the texture is like still that. like shrimp, which is weird. I don't like that at all. What do you think little, it is? a little chew to it. I don't know. I don't like it. No, I don't like that. I don't even like hearing about it. <laughs> and then they have the um, vegan poop. You know, <laughs> you know, you have to pull that little poop string out of the, the shrimp. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. They don't really. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, it's part of the experience. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes they're like, are so concerned with making the vegan thing look like yeah. the animal. There was a whole meeting about it where they were like, don't forget the poop. And then they were like, the poop's not right. <laughs> <laughs> you said the poop no is way. carob. <laughs> oh, gross. Anytime something is a replacement or something and it's bad, it's going to be carob 100%. <laughs> My mom went through a carob phase for a minute. And we were like, why do we even bother having trail mix in this house? <laughs> fucking sucks <laughs> dang that's that's where your lifelong uh, hatred towards corp, corp? started <laughs> i know it really is because good old raisins and peanuts no i don't like that i don't want that oh the g and the o should stand for something better like gravy oh <laughs> <laughs> oh Onion Wait, rings. What, are they, what do they stand for? Good old. Good old. Raisins and peanuts. Oh. It, yeah. That. Yeah. Corp. <laughs> Gross. Well, I mean, you probably told me before, but I don't remember that. Well, I must have read it in a book somewhere. When Jason was in Boy Scouts, they would give them, like, they would have to go on this hike all day, and they would give them, like, supplies and stuff. But if you couldn't, like, figure out something to eat, they gave them a bag of dog food. And so they were like, eat the dog food if you're so hungry. It was motivational. Hmm. I, well, I might, I don't know if Jason's ever eaten the dog food. I definitely ate dog food when I was a little kid. You did? Yeah. I, I loved the um, kibbles and bits. I would pick out certain ones. Oh, like lucky soft ones. I was like, these are the good ones. <laughs> Your dogs were like, what the hell? There's nothing. Telling my sibling, the like, don't eat the little bones. Eat the red <laughs> soft ones. <laughs> My nephew is always telling me about the time that they ate dog food. And I'm like, you tell me about this all the time. Why are you so into it? Was it good? Did you like it? I loved it. Do you remember what it tasted like now? Gross. I think gross. But you're a kid. Yeah. are different. Well, I've said it. I think I've said it before. Uh, I used to eat the Christmas tree flocking off my grandma's Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> At least yours was an edible substance. Such a Libra. <laughs> no wonder I'm having such a hard time at school. <laughs> it was just salty. I don't know. <laughs> I was bored. Salty. Yeah. She I wouldn't expect that. She was probably like, what is happening to my tree? Just all around the area where I could reach, little pieces picked off. Well... It's just called having an adventurous palate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. You've never eaten dog food. <laughs> <laughs> Please give us a break. Yeah. Do I, should we keep talking about pin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get back to pin. Okay. I got our details here on our director and cast. You want to hear them? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
This movie was directed by Sander Stern. He was a doctor who started screenwriting in medical school. Pin is an adaptation of a 1981 novel by the same name. Stern was into it because of its unconventional characters, one of them, spoiler, no spoiler, being an anatomically correct medical dummy. So you were wondering how it happened. There it is. Hmm. Uh, he collaborated on the screenplay with the original author of the book, Andrew Niederman. And this part is so interesting. Andrew Niederman also became V.C. Andrews's ghostwriter in 1987. What? Yes. <laughs> After she passed away in 1986, he wrote the books. Oh. Yep. <clears throat> and he's probably best known as the author of The Devil's Advocate. Oh, wow. He wrote the book and he wrote the adaptation for the film as well, which cool. means he wrote this exchange. What are you? Oh, I have so many names. Satan. Call me dad. <laughs> I love that movie. Never seen it. Let's watch it right now. What? Sorry, guys. Oh, we my gotta God. go. <laughs> oh, Pacino wears these little high heeled boots. He's so good. He's like fully in his like mm -hmm. Pacino ness. Mm -hmm. I love it when he's like that. All right. It stars David Hewlett as Leon. His credit immediately before Pin was one episode of My Secret Identity, the TV show that I'm always like, was I the only person oh, watching wow. this? Did you watch that? No, but I remember you talking about yes. it. Yes. Um, he was probably a bully, mm -hmm. and Jerry O'Connell probably had to decide if he was going to use his superpowers on him or not. <laughs> that was basically every episode. Yeah. Um, he was also in Scanners 2, The New Order, and he was in Cube. Oh. And you know I love Cube. I love Cube, too. Um, as Worth, a character who, even though I love Cube, I cannot picture. Uh, <laughs> he was also <laughs> in Splice, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, The Shape of Water, and Nightmare oh, Alley. Okay. Yeah, if you Nightmare saw... Nightmare Alley? Yeah, Oops, if you saw his see. picture in Shape of Water, because like, I like was looking around, I was like, that guy? He had a mustache in The Shape of Water. Mm. He was one of like the company guys. Yeah, and I love Nightmare Alley. I feel like nobody liked that movie, but I loved it. It, it was good. I liked it too. Mm -hmm. It was it was a little a bit of a long watch, but I liked it. Very the vibes were right. Mm -hmm. I was so into it, and I love those Planet of the Apes movies. This like yeah. series of the new ones, I, never, I fucking I never love watched them. Watched the last one. I don't know why. The last one was better than the one before it. The one before it was like too military. And I was like, even though it's monkeys with guns, which is like a true nightmare for me, this is too <laughs> much strategizing and I just don't want to watch it. Uh, we also have Cynthia Preston as Ursula. She was also in My Secret Identity. Wow. Two years later for two episodes. It probably filmed in Canada, I bet. Yeah. Um, she was in Prom Night 3. Uh, she was in one episode of The Kids in the Hall as okay. he's hip, he's cool, he's 45 <laughs> as uh, his assistant. She did a lot of TV, a lot of shows you'd recognize that are like way too numerous to list here. Very pretty. Classic beauty. Very pretty. And Jonathan Banks as Pin. Uh, he's a very recognizable character actor, probably most famous now for a character he plays on Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul named Mike Ehrmantraut. Like, I don't know if that's how you say it. I don't watch those shows. But when you see his picture, you're like, oh, yeah, that guy. He's oh. bald. He's old. Okay, did he just do the voice? He's the voice of Pin. The yeah. both versions of oh, the I think voice. So. Yeah. Okay. 
because they were different. So good job. That's called voice acting. Yeah. And finally, Mm -hmm. Terry O'Quinn. Yeah. As Dr. Linden, the stepfather himself. (laughs) Playing a real father this time, but also another real jerk. Yeah. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. I was so excited to get this movie. My whole desire for us to change up the format (laughs) for the next couple of months was so we could do this movie. Yeah. I I knew nothing about it except for that. I wanted to talk about it. And it was a good choice. Thank you. (laughs) When Tom from Beefcakes of Horror said, great choice, I was like, (laughs) we're on to something here. (laughs) We get our title right away. A Sander Stern film. Pin. Dot, dot, dot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the font is just all red. Caps. Not very creative. But the ellipses are funny. Like, wait till you get a load of this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, those dots are very leading. (laughs) Four preteen Canadian boys creep through an overgrown yard to spy on a figure sitting perfectly still in the second floor window of a dilapidated home. They argue whether the perfectly still figure is man or mannequin until one of them, let's call him Gordy, <laughs> gets up the nerve to climb a trellis and peek in the window. Yeah, you know he's the cool one in the group. He has an acid wash jean jacket. He has like a backwards cap with some Corey, pins on it. I had the exact same <laughs> thought. Total alpha. <laughs> <laughs> Through gauzy curtains, the waxen figure stares with fixed, wide-open eyes until it blinks and hisses, Get out! Gordy screams that the figure is alive and the frightened boys run away. Makes me kind of jealous that we didn't have like a weird house in my neighborhood where all the kids could like wonder. We had one. Inside. It was like way down the, way down the street on the other side of, of the highway. Mm-hmm. And it was just this dilapidated old shack, but everybody said that Satanists and witches did rituals there because kids would sometimes go there and like spray paint uh, <laughs> pentagrams on it. But we were all like, that's a devil house. <laughs> <laughs> so 15 years earlier, the same house is in pristine condition. Totally meant with plastic on all the couches. <laughs> So my childhood friend, Kristen, she had a living room just like this, plastic on all the couches, yep. and nobody was allowed in there. It's like, what's the point? Well, once you drive that love seat off the lot, it depreciates by 50%. <laughs> oh, God. So you're just trying to stop the bleeding at this point, right, for the resale value. I have an aunt who like was very uptight like this about like what we did. When we would go stay at her house, me and my sisters, we would have to eat popsicles standing in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> That kind of takes the fun out of it. It does kind of take the fun out of it. (laughs) Young siblings, Leon and Ursula, live there with their serious father, Dr. Frank Linden, and their very uptight mother. The only fun adult Leon and Ursula have in their lives is the life-size, anatomically correct medical dummy in their father's office, which he calls Pin. It's short for Pinocchio. Except this doll has no skin or hair so that you can see his (laughs) muscles. They say it's short for Pinocchio because he never lies. (laughs) He is grotesque. He has lips for some reason and very piercing blue eyes. Yeah. And yes, no skin. No skin, but like a plastic coating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Pen engages in playful banter with Dr. Linden while he conducts the exams that, for some reason, his kids get to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when their father leaves the room, the kids get up and attempt to strike up a conversation with Pen, but he's very aloof without his comedy partner in the room. He's like, sorry, kids. I don't work solo. <laughs> Luckily, unbeknownst to the kids, Dr. Linden returns to the doorway and Penn starts talking again. We see that via the powers of ventriloquism and terrible jokes, Dr. Linden uses Penn to teach his children about bodily functions and how the body works in a way the children can relate to without it being awkward. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Linden's interactions with the children are otherwise cold and emotionally distant. And his ventriloquism act is the only sign of a more warm and playful side to his nature. It becomes clear that Leon has a strong connection to Pin and truly believes he is alive. Uh, that doesn't seem healthy to me. But what, what do I know? I'm not a doctor with a vaudeville act. <laughs> and their dad really is doing too much. Like, not just putting on the act when the kids are in the room, but doing it when he knows they're, like, peeking on him and shit. He's making the situation worse. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> A few years go by, and Leon is now a young, bullied teen. His mother bullies him at home, and rowdy Canadian youths with bandanas tied around their foreheads are bullying him on the street. Leon has no real friends and sees Pin as the closest analog. One day, Leon stops by his father's office to beg Pin to converse with him, even though he knows Pin isn't allowed to talk without Dr. Linden. He's like... Please, I know it's against the rules. Just talk to me just this one time. He tells Penny doesn't have anyone to talk to except Ursula, and she's a girl, so it's not the same. He's like, me and you, Pen, we're guys. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Pen keeps quiet, and Leon is forced to hide behind a changing partition when his father's nurse comes into the room. She begins to clean up, and then as Leon peeks from behind the partition she takes the modesty towel off of pin's lap lies back on the exam table pulls pin on top of her and fucks him (laughs) or he fucks her like we don't exactly get the details on the mechanics of the situation like if pin has a plastic molded erect educational boner or what i really hope so (laughs) (laughs) Hey, whatever pin is packing gets the job done. And Dr. Linden's naughty nurse traumatizes Leon extra by coming super hard and super loud. And super fast. Oh, my God. Well, pin he's a fucking stallion. <laughs> this scene is so wild. Like, you knew right away what was going to happen just the way she, like, looks at Pin. Oh, I know. She, she comes into the room and from across the room, she looks at Pin and she's like, No. <laughs> stop like he's looking at her yeah and then she's like fine (laughs) and she closes the door like finally we're alone (laughs) yeah and you know this is not the first time no (laughs) hell no she's in the pin 15 club for sure (laughs) and like maybe we do get a hint about the boner stitch when she like tilts pin's face up to look at her yeah like before she undresses him by taking off his little towel (laughs) at least some of his parts are articulated (laughs) i just think it's so funny that she has to fuck pin missionary (laughs) i know that seems hard like sit on him yeah seems like the easier way but maybe she likes to change it up oh my yeah maybe (laughs) 
Yeah, you're right. That could be not the only position they do. It's just <laughs> the one they were doing that day. What is? What did you say PIN stands for? Uh, penis and nurse. <laughs> 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 He's like... <laughs> <laughs> Did he tell her he was going to teach her a few things? <laughs> educational mannequin. And anyways, we're we're done with this movie. That's like all you need to see. Honestly, <laughs> when I saw that part, I was like, yes. <laughs> the legends are true. <laughs> she comes so hard. Yeah. And like she's screaming. <laughs> Yeah, she tells her like a uh, coworker. She's like, "It's okay. Like, I'll I'll close up. <laughs> I've got a date." <laughs> Pin can't fit in her bedside drawer. And this whole time, Leon's like losing his mind. He's like, this "I is know, horrible. I know." He's got his hands over his ears, <laughs> and Pin's face is like faced towards him, like <laughs> making eye contact. <laughs> So later, <laughs> at Ursula's birthday party, she receives a birthday present that is supposedly from Pin. Oh, sure. Pin bought that. Where does he keep his wallet? Up his visible asshole? It's a porcelain musical <laughs> ballerina figurine, and Leon is just <laughs> blown. <laughs> Leon is blown the fuck away. His jaw drops when she unwraps it. He's like, <gasps> <laughs> it's really funny. I know. That night, the two kids are hanging out in Leon's room, and he is still so impressed by this ballerina. He's holding it. Yeah, he has it it on his lap, and she's like, okay. He says, this is just the kind of present I'd expect from Pin. (laughs) You know, Pin, he's always had exquisite taste. It's really hilarious. I know. <laughs> Ursula could not give a shit about no. this. She's busy looking at a stolen titty magazine and dreaming of growing some big ones of her own. <laughs> <laughs> they are busted by their mom and end up getting the talk from Pin. Of course. Um, Pin's modesty towel is removed again. <laughs> and we get a look at his nurse's delight. I understand you'd need to be able to teach to the back of the room with a dummy like this. But they didn't have to give him such a huge hog. It should have been a clue that his modesty towel was a beach towel. <laughs> we don't see it. I was like, wait, what? I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> he tells them all normal people have the need. While they're learning the birds and the bees from Pin in their dad's office, Ursula appears to realize that their father is the one behind Pin's voice. 
At home, Leon and Ursula discuss the sex education they've had. And Ursula admits she is looking forward to being <laughs> older. And she thinks that she will enjoy doing it. Yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> Finally, Ursula and Leon are in their teens. At an after-school dance, Leon happens upon a couple graffitos make- marking up a locker with a half-ass poem. If you want an easy screw, Ursula will do. Lazy. <laughs> While looking for a slutty sister, Leon discovers her literally with her legs <laughs> wide open <laughs> in a car with some dude so with like unnecessary. a bunch of teenagers all around it. <laughs> well, she predicted she liked sex and she oh, was right. Yeah, big time. <laughs> Leon goes bonkers, rips this guy out of his sister, and beats his ass. On the drive home, he demands to know Ursula's body count. Um, But she does not confirm nor deny that she's been with the whole goddamn football team. She's like, well, I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) He makes her promise never to do this again, or he's not her brother anymore. (laughs) A few weeks later, she admits to him that she's pregnant, but it's from before the promise, so he can't be mad. Leon is like, we have to go to the only adult we can trust. Pin. <laughs> she's like, what? Yeah, she's like, um. <laughs> so they go see Pin after hours when he's off work from helping Dr. Landon do sports physicals or whatever. <laughs> of course, Pin has nothing to say. But just as Ursula is begging her brother to leave, Pin finally pipes up and advises Ursula to tell their father about her pregnancy. Ursula is freaked the fuck out that Leon has apparently learned to do ventriloquism, but Leon is just so excited to have taken his relationship with Pin to the next level. <laughs> He's like, me. He chose to talk to me. <laughs> yeah. On Pin's advice, Ursula tells her father she's pregnant, and he ends up doing an abortion for her, but not without some commentary. He's like, ugh. I thought Pin taught you better than this. <laughs> now I have to work on a Sunday. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Um, I'm thinking this abortion was the right decision. Yes. <laughs> Imagine how fucked up this kid would have been if she raised it. You just know they would have made Pin the godfather. Pin, can you babysit tonight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then we get this little mini montage of Leon and Pin, like, really growing their relationship. Yeah, they're just chatting. Yeah, Pin is, like, helping Leon with his math homework. <laughs> they're engaged in lively conversation, riding a tandem bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> soon leon is looking for a college he wants to stay close to home wonder why yeah but his father wants him to leave the stifling town and go to college somewhere else one evening what's wait wait what's wrong they can be pin pals (laughs) good one (laughs) what eating that was a pin level joke (laughs) (laughs) one evening after an argument with leon Doctor and Mrs. Linden leave for a talk the doctor is giving, but they have to turn around and go to his office when they realize that the doctor has forgotten some crucial case studies. As Dr. Linden arrives in the darkened building, he hears voices. When he busts into his exam room, he finds Pin and Leon having a little conversation. They both look surprised and guilty, but Pin's face always looks like that, (laughs) so it's hard to say. He's always like, oh. Horrified and realizing the extent of Leon's psychosis, Dr. Linden decides to take Pin away to use as a visual aid for a speech with the intention of leaving Pin at the medical school. But, you know, this is his fault. Yeah. With tears rolling down his face, Leon watches from behind a bush. 
as his best friend is covered with a sheet and unceremoniously tossed into the back seat of his father's car. Oh no, that poor horny nurse just got ghosted. <laughs> as Dr. and Mrs. London speed to the hall, Penn sits up in the back seat and his sheet is pulled off. Dr. Linden assures his wife that it's just his reckless driving that made Penn shift, but as Penn and the doctor make eye contact in the rearview mirror, we can tell he's not so sure. And he is driving so erratically. So crazy. I would have been so pissed. Like, I know. let me out of here. I know. She keeps telling him to slow down, but he continues to drive like a fucking maniac. I can understand the feeling of not wanting to be like, yeah. I have anxiety about this, but. I would not drive like this. Even this Pin sat up and was like, please, <laughs> slow <Yeah>. down. <laughs> Distracted by Pin, Dr. Linden crashes through a barrier and flips the car. And Pin kind of like comes over the seat and like obscures his view mm-hmm. while he's trying to right the car. Unfortunately, Pin is the only survivor. <laughs> <laughs> Later, as Ursula sits in the back of a police car crying, Leon secretly retrieves Pin from the scene. Of course he did. Leon and Ursula, though grieving and orphaned, rip the plastic off the couches and enjoy their newfound freedom. They eat pizza and drink soda and they don't clean up right away. Also, Leon has Pin in the house now (laughs) and he's dressing him in their father's suits. So they're all just going hog wild until Mrs. Linden's sister, Aunt Dorothy, moves in. They're like, really? We don't need you to be here. And she's like, no, the country air will do me some good. I'm coming to live here. (laughs) Pin and Leon talk so much shit about her in the basement. (laughs) They have a whole little sesh. Aunt Dorothy encourages Ursula to take a job at the library, which Leon is very much against. He tells her, you have plenty of money. Why do you need to do this? (laughs) And she's like, "Um, to see other people other than you and Pin. After a heated conversation, Pin and Leon hatch a plan. First, Leon drugs his sister via chocolate milk. <laughs> then, Pin gets in Aunt Dorothy's bed while she's sleeping and startles her awake. Poor roofied Ursula sleeps through the screams as Pin and Leon bully Aunt Dorothy into dying from a heart attack. Messed up. This part is kind of scary. Like, Pin sits up in her bed behind her and they're all, Dorothy. <laughs> This enables Leon to give Pin his own room. He brings him downstairs and he's like, guess what? You have your own room now. (laughs) So guess what comes next? Makeover! One night when Ursula arrives home from her job at the library, she is greeted by the delicious smell of beef stroganoff (laughs) and the weird surprise that Pin has skin and hair now. Leon gave him the full package and now they are freaky twins. Pin is like, you don't like it, Ursula? <laughs> and Leon jumps in to reassure Pin that he looks fucking awesome. Uh, He's lying. <laughs> he looks so bad. <laughs> I bet the nurse wouldn't even be into him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he looks terrible. <laughs> um, Leon has no idea how to, like, contour a face. No. <laughs> <laughs> So now Pin is ready to sit at the head of the dinner table and be their new dad. (laughs) Ursula is like, this is sick. But Leon is too far gone and he screams at her about all the gifts Pin has given her. (laughs) 
and demands she apologize or move out. He's yeah, like, he's like, the best friend you ever yeah. had. And who do you have to thank for your Hummel figurine collection? <laughs> Pin. <laughs> he's all, who who gave you this? Mom? Hell no. No. <laughs> who do you have to thank for all your precious moments? <laughs> Pin. <laughs> Finally, Leon says he'll talk to Pin and they'll work it out. But he is their new roommate now, so she better get used to it. He is so defensive about <laughs> Pin. This isn't even the first time we've seen him no. do this. He slapped her earlier when they were kids when she was like, he's just a stupid dummy. And he was like, don't you say that. <laughs> <laughs> Ursula continues to work at the library where she meets handsome athlete Stan Fraker. And falls in love. And at this point, I honestly have no idea how old they are. Like, they both drink beers at dinner at restaurants? Like, I don't know. Yeah. They don't tell us anything. (laughs) Stan and Ursula fall in love and do cute shit like sneak Chinese food into the movies. Ursula even gives Stan a special digital watch with an alarm. He's like, wow. It's like, it beeps on the hour. (laughs) Leon hates this his possessiveness and jealousy over ursula grows to such a level that this sick little freak has to phone up this lady named marcia to feed his need (laughs) pin is grossed out about this but that is not his business so leon tells him to butt out leon seems to get some performance anxiety and leaves his partially undressed date to check on their friend who's staying with them he's like oh pin might bust into the room (laughs) She goes, well, can't you tell him not to? And he's like, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, I just don't feel comfortable with him here. (laughs) You know how it is. (laughs) Fucking in some place with a roommate. Yeah. They just have to wear headphones. (laughs) (laughs) After a while, Marsha grows bored and tries to find Leon in the dark house. But guess who she finds instead? That's right. It's Pin. Ah! He emerges from the shadows, whispering her name. Marsha. Marsha is terrified and runs away screaming for help, but she can't escape the house. Pin follows behind her giggling. The giggling was too much, Pin. <laughs> yeah. Finally, just as Marsha is trapped, Ursula arrives home from her date and saves her. She tells Marsha that the now remote control operated Pin is just one of Leon's little toys. He's in like a wheelchair mm-hmm. that Leon has all rigged up. The next day, Leon tells Ursula he and Pin had a talk, and they think Leon has been too hard on Stan. Leon tells Ursula to invite Stan to dinner so he can meet the whole family. She's a little excited. Mm-hmm. At dinner, Stan is barely in the door before Leon is like, I have someone special I want you to meet. <laughs> but Stan is game. He's a good guy. Yeah. When introduced to Penn, Stan says, nice to meet you. I've heard a lot about you. I bet. (laughs) Stan is so charming and breaks down Leon's defenses by complimenting his cooking. Leon says, cooking is my avocation. Poetry is my vocation. And you know, when someone mentions their poetry, that means they hope you'll ask to hear some of it. So after dinner, they all end up around the fire while Leon reads a Beowulf-like poem about a guy (laughs) named testes it's true right yes <laughs> named testes who fucks everyone he meets but cuts his own dick off when he considers raping his sister oh my god this was sick 
Ursula and Stan are not giving snaps no. for this poem, but they're nice about it. And Leon thinks he has a new human daddy now, so he rolls pin on upstairs. <laughs> but when he comes back, he overhears Stan and Ursula having a conversation about putting him in a sanitarium. He excuses himself to bed, and Ursula says she's diagnosed him as paranoid schizophrenic. She's like, I read every book in the library about this. <laughs> But that's her brother, and she won't put him away. She's like, he can just stay here. He's not yeah. hurting anyone. While Ursula is defending her brother, Leon and Penn are upstairs trying to figure out a way to keep from losing her to Stan. The next day, Leon invites Stan to the house under the guise of discussing a surprise birthday party for Ursula. Stan drops everything and comes right over for this emergency. While Stan has a stilted conversation with Penn, Leon <laughs> drugs his drink. <laughs> Like so, Pin. <laughs> How you been? <laughs> Heard you like the chocolates. Yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> the drugs take effect while Leon accuses Stan of gold diggery and plotting against him and Pin. Stan struggles to his feet and tries to fight back, but Pin is hissing. Get him, get him, Leon. <laughs> Leon bludgeons Stan with a wooden sculpture. It's probably a Christmas gift from Pin. <sighs> It's just like the type of present you'd expect I from know. him. <laughs> so tasteful. <laughs> Leon is freaked out, but Pin keeps a cool head. Pin tells Leon to put Stan in a bag and dump him in the river. <laughs> Leon is like, got it. And he goes to get a clear plastic garment <laughs> bag. <laughs> Leon is interrupted by a call from Ursula, who says she intends to come home early. He's like, no. No. <laughs> Pin instructs Leon to quickly hide Stan's body in a woodpile outside the house and clean up the blood. He goes, didn't you learn something from your mother? Because her mom is such a neat freak. Yeah. Clean up that blood like that. And Leon's like, okay, you're right. The scene made me think like, man, I'm going to try to never kill anyone because I don't want to do what that. A mess. What a mess. What a mess. I what know. What a pain. I know. <laughs> <sighs> you have to get it all. <laughs> Ursula comes home kind of late. Leon probably did have time to go to the yeah, river. For sure. Honestly. Like, so to calm her, Leon tells Ursula that Stan called to say he was visiting a sick friend out of town and wouldn't be coming over for their date tonight. But you could totally get away with this kind of thing then. Like, oh, you just missed the call. Yeah. She sort of believes him. She's like, okay. And she sits down for his huge dinner of pot roast, potatoes, carrots. Caesar salad and chocolate cake. This is all river time. <laughs> but I want to eat this dinner. Yeah. Leon's cooking looks so fucking good. And some fresh sliced bread. Oh, yeah. They have the whole <laughs> loaf of bread. I know that there were tall glasses of milk, too, like waiting to be had. <laughs> no, they, they mostly stuck with wine and beer. Yeah. But you know if you wanted some. <laughs> Um, but during this dinner, Ursula is worried and Leon totally cannot keep it together. He's acting cagey, talking about their parents and like what they would do. And he's fidgeting too much. After dinner, while putting some wood on the fire, she hears the beeping of Stan's special digital watch. She puts it all together when she finds the watch without Stan attached and discovers a wet spot on the carpet. When she confronts Leon, he blames it on Pin, and Pin's face is like, what? <laughs> of course <laughs> Leon claims he wasn't even home when the murder happened and that Stan and Pin had a fight after Stan said something rude about Ursula and Pin was like not on my watch and not in my home 
Pin was just defending her honor when he killed her boyfriend. This all causes Ursula to run out of the house in horror. Leon asks Pin why he wouldn't help him. Pin states that he has never lied to or for him and that it would be useless to lie anyway because they both have no idea how to. Leon, desperate and out of schemes, blames his motives on Ursula. Pin, self-righteous as always, <laughs> points out that he was lying again and that everything was done to satisfy his own selfish motives. Ursula returns, running in with a double-bit axe. She raises ready to strike. The screen goes white as Leon screams and cowers. Cut to the police find Stan's body. Ursula's in a police car. It's raining. It's a crime scene. To their astonishment, Stan is still alive. Sometime later, Ursula and Stan return to the house to visit Pin. All the plastic is back on the furniture and everything is in order. Ursula tells Pin that she's going on a trip to Cape Cod with Stan. Pin inquires as to whether she's heard from Leon. Ursula replies no. Pin says that he misses him a great deal. With tears in her eyes, Ursula agrees. As the story ends, it is revealed that Ursula is talking to Leon, who has taken Pin's persona. He's wearing a gross little hairpiece <laughs> and a ton of pancake makeup to get waxen skin. After Ursula destroyed her brother's only companion with an axe, Leon had a psychotic break, which left only the dummy's side of his personality to completely take over. Leon has essentially become Pin in the flesh. The movie ends with Pin slash Leon crying a little tear. Yeah. And I guess no one pressed charges or even got Leon any psychiatric help. <laughs> He's just left to live out his days as a mannequin by the window. Well, there appears to be like some kind of nurse living there with him, but he may be a looting capture. <laughs> we'll never know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this movie was. It lived up to my expectations. Just with the scene with the nurse. Yes. Fucking pin. I was like, what a picture. <laughs> so unnecessary. So great. <laughs> I would say very necessary. Oh, I know. It was so fun. Yeah. And pin was like, I don't know. He is a creepy looking little guy. Mm -hmm. Right. But then he's somehow even worse. When he skin. gets skin, yeah. I know. It is because, like we said, Leon just, he's not good at, at contouring faces. <laughs> he, gave skin, he gave Pin a very, like, flat, no-feature face. Yeah. And the wig, terrible. Mm -hmm. You can tell it's a cheap wig. <laughs> I mean... It's, it's an interesting movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of fun watching it. Yes, definitely. I was like, what the fuck is going to happen next? <laughs> Honestly, the whole time. But I do have a question for you. Okay. <laughs> I have a fuck, Mary kill for you. Mm. Pin, who, as we've said, is a visible man. <laughs> you can see all his guts mm -hmm. and his muscles. The operation guy. <laughs> okay. Or Uncle Frank from Hellraiser. Fuck, Mary kill. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, I'm going to have to 
fuck Penn because we've seen what he can do. Sure. <laughs> He's in demand. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mary the operation guy? Okay. I mean, I feel like you just put the board away when you're tired of him. Okay. Right? I guess. I don't want to marry Frank. No. He's evil. Yeah. He's very evil and um, not just you can see his muscles, but also he's bleeding. He's sticky. He's sticky. It's a mess. Mm-hmm. Don't want to deal with that. And also, I feel like I'll get involved with his whole scheme somehow. Yeah. Well, you would have to be like cognizant of it. Yeah. No. I have like a different approach here, I think. Okay. Um, I'm going to fuck Uncle Frank. Because he has such sights to show me. Yeah. And like. I can see that. I, I think he's got some interesting tricks up his sleeve. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. He's sticky. But like that could be fun. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to kill the operation guy because honestly he has too many health problems. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, how am I paying for all of this? <laughs> his funny bone is always going crazy. I can't do it. Right? Just put him out of his misery. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to marry Pin. It's solid. <laughs> he's, some, he's doctor adjacent. Yeah. Right? He's got a job. He usually gives sensible advice. Mm-hmm. Um, and he fucks. Like, <laughs> we won't have a sexless marriage. I think that's where I'm going to go. Okay. I think I'm happy with my answers. Yeah. I respect that. RIP to the operation guy, though. <laughs> Sorry about your Charlie horse. My husband. <laughs> how dare you my bad <laughs> <laughs> okay what about fuck Mary kill uh-huh pin uh-huh leon uh-huh and leon has pin leon has pin <laughs> okay <sighs> okay oh no, no no this one's so easy fuck pin okay anatomical pin because he fucks yeah right um Marry Leon because I want to eat his delicious dinners. Oh. Okay. okay. He cooks. He cooks. And I'm going to kill Leon as pin for the same reason. Let's just put this guy out of his misery. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm going to agree with you on that one. <laughs> I was going to say fuck Leon, marry pin, but you convinced me with the dinners. Yeah. He's, and I'm sure he would learn to cook vegan for you. Yeah. I think so. But I want the pot roast and I want that fucking chocolate cake. <sighs> but you have to listen to his poetry too. So what? <laughs> I've listened to Jason's poetry. One time I made him get out all his high school poetry and read it to me. Okay. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> and I used to write poetry. I know what it's about. It's fine. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I mean, are his poems going to be about fucking his sister? I guess. But you know what? Pot roast was delicious. <laughs> and there's lots of cake left over. I'll be all right. Yeah. I will have a threesome with leon and pin yeah you have to <laughs> i think you'd be into that i think it would be too <laughs> oh my god that nurse never thought of like bringing somebody else in <laughs> like what about like the teaching skeleton <laughs> you <Yeah>. know yeah <laughs> they don't have dicks though but she could she could work with it yeah she could work with it <laughs> they had a thing that nurse <laughs> man where let's find that actress and bring her on i gotta know <laughs> i gotta know i really do want to know though what is it 
Because when they're giving the sex talk, they're like, the dad tells Leon to take Pin's towel off and he won't do it. And Ursula's like, I'll do it. Yeah. And she jumps up and she takes it off and she sees Pin's dick and she starts laughing, which is like bad for Pin's self-esteem probably. <laughs> but what's going on down there? It's got to move, right? Or she's just frittaging. Is that the word? Or you just rub on something? Yeah, but like you said, it's missionary. So, and it was quick. So I feel like it can't be that. He's got a dick. Got a huge, <laughs> huge hog. It's girthy. Maybe it's a chode and it's like short, but she just likes the girth. I don't know, man. I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions. Did she too. have a G spot orgasm or did she have a clitoral? <laughs> she it sounded like she had both because she was coming hard. <laughs> so I'm convinced there's a, I'm convinced there's a dick. There's got to be a dick, and it moves. It has to move. It moves. It's the, it's the only thing that makes sense, or it's permanently hard and sticking up. Otherwise, how's she fucking it? Well, he's made of something that's hard. I know. So it's hard. But, like, is it just a perma boner yeah. molded that way? I think or so. is it articulated like his jaw is when she, like, tilted his head towards her? Could he, could she, like, is it, like, scientific, like, oh, when the dick's not hard, it lays down like this. When the dick is hard, it lays up like this. And so, like, there's a little joint right there. No and then, way. And like, she fucks Pin, and she, like, <laughs> puts the dick up, and then she fucks Pin. I don't think so. What? What do you think? You think it's just a permanent boner? Yes. No way! We would have seen it, because he had the towel over his lap, and we saw, we would have seen if Pin was pitching Well, I think it can, I think it can move. This is what I'm saying. Oh, I thought you meant like it went from soft to hard. No. <laughs> no that I would don't be think very that. advanced. No, that would be very advanced. No, I don't think that. I think that it is articulated and that it'll lay down or it'll stick up. Yeah. Because everything else can move like that. Yeah, why so not? why not? And he has this little thing. It's shaped like a bunny rabbit. It tickles your clit. <laughs> That's what it seemed like. That is what it seemed like. <laughs> I'm curious. I can't wait. My fuck Mary kill is going to work out great. Our marriage is going to be so experimental. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was the best part. That was like the best craziest part, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, when Pin chased her around, the when she, Pin chased Marsha around, that was crazy too. When he was giggling. Yeah. There were some funny scenes, man. Yeah. Um, overall, I had a great time. Agree. Yeah. I was not disappointed by this movie. I guess, like, the one way that I was was that, like, I always want the doll, dummy, whatever to actually be alive. Mm-hmm. And, like, it there's, never There's is. a couple signs that you think maybe. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah it doesn't. Um, Pin has a lot of communication with his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not a lot of jump scares or gore. No. But lots of like weird scenes and good creepy atmosphere throughout. Yeah. And it's a real movie. It's surprisingly. Mhm. Like it's well done for what it is. Yeah. Um I did like the parts of the movie where the kids were younger a little better. Me too, I yeah. think. Yeah. Uh it kind of as they got older we sort of stopped having any idea of how old they were and that kind of made things a little confusing because i was like is this years that have gone by or mm-hmm. like what are we doing here 
but I, I did like it when they were kids a little better. Yeah, because she's supposedly 15 when she gets pregnant. Yeah. And she looks 20. And she's, the aunt says she's moving in because Ursula's a minor. Yeah. But then, like, she clearly is, like, kind of an adult. Like, she's doing this job, and then she's with this guy. She doesn't and, like, seem to be going to school anymore. She doesn't seem to be going to school. They're taking a trip to Cape Cod. That's a very <laughs> mature trip. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like going to um, Ann Arbor. I don't <laughs> know where that is, but it seems grown up. Lots of bed, bed and breakfasts, I imagine. In Martha's Vineyard. Cape, Martha's Vineyard, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I thought David Hewlett as Leon was very effective. Oh, yeah. Um, one thing that really kept impressing me was how good both David Hewlett and Terry O'Quinn were at like acting like they were throwing their voices. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, how you can kind of see people doing it when they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Like they totally were pulling that off. And I was like, that's acting. Yeah, I think everybody was pretty good in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the concept, I think, is a pretty unique way to tell the story of these kids and their trauma without, like, losing the funky surrealism that you would hope for when you hear what it's about. Yeah. I had fun. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. I'm so glad that I got to finally watch it. Highly recommended? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Uh, you gotta check it out at least once. Yeah, I enjoyed this. Uh, I thought it was fun. It was pretty well done. Yeah, there was some plot stuff that like wasn't that clear, mm. but other than that, we were definitely doing an incest thing. Yes, like it, he was so creepy with his sister yeah. throughout the whole movie. Yeah, that's why he would have really been into a threesome with Pin. <laughs> well, if he was, if it was Ursula also involved, yeah. But I do think that he would be happy to be in a threesome with Pin. We never get any sign that Pin that they're fucking. He's a he's a virgin. He's a virgin. Do you think he really had the need, uh, or he was just trying to force it? <laughs> I think he. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I think yes, but he was like grossed out by it, mm-hmm. and like. When they're yeah, little that kids, trauma yeah, with the nurse. With the nurse. After he saw that, when they're little kids are, and she's looking at that porno magazine, she's like, I can't wait to get big tits. <laughs> she's like, my friend so-and-so has big boobs. And he's like, she doesn't have big boobs. She's a pig. Yeah. She's fat. She's disgusting. So, like, he doesn't like big tits, which is <laughs> red flag. No. Everybody has preferences, I guess. But his <laughs> preference happens to be his sister, Ursula. Yeah. He's a little freak. Very, and we were saying, like, besides his teeth, very, like, Hitler youth looking. Yeah. An Aryan dream. They would have just put him in an administrative position. Nothing to face forward. Better than that. Yeah, that's why Marsha was like, okay, I'll go out with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's a little weird, but. Yeah, she liked I'm down. him. He, she was cute. Yeah. And then I like the parents, too. Like, the mom was such a, like, a neat free. Yeah. And the dad was just weird. I know, like, very Weird distant. approach to parenting. Like, he would give them these little quizzes yeah. every night. After they brushed their teeth, he would be like, what's 12 times 12? Yeah, and he would kind of give the sister, like, the easy questions. And She's then, younger. Yeah. But, and she said, like, he would always give her a hug, no matter if she got it right or wrong. But the brother, like, did not get that same love from his Poor father. Poor Leon. So that's why he had to turn to pin. Yeah. <laughs> Pin was the only one that was there for him. Pin understands. 
he goes, Pin, maybe if you ask father, he'll just bring you some clothes. <laughs> yeah. Pin is like, how could I teach if I'm wearing clothes? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's like he, the reason he loves Pin is he's so loyal to his dad. But yeah. at the same time, he's like, just talk to me. Please, I know, Pin, I know you're not allowed. I know you're not supposed to, but please, just this one time. <laughs> um, We have to go talk to Pin about your abortion. Psychotic. <laughs> And Pin goes, I agree. You must tell the doctor. He's a man of science. <laughs> not, what does he say? Not emotion or not morality or something. Yeah. He is a man of science. <laughs> I'm not doing Pin's voice, right? You're trying to do it actual, as an eventual. I know. <laughs> <laughs> right now it's confused. Like, who's talking? I know. <laughs> That's the kind of, I really don't like when people can do that kind of thing. I don't like a little sideshow act. In the movie, I'm like, he must be throwing his voice as well. Because, like, they're not, like, looking back at their dad. The dad? Uh-huh. Yeah, he's totally throwing his voice. Wow. I know. How do you do it? I don't know, but it pisses me off. <laughs> Probably because I don't know how to do it. But yeah. it does piss me off. It's like magic. Really pisses me off. <laughs> and one time this mime danced in my face so close and for so long, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> and I got so confused. And then I was like, what is happening? This is going on for way too long. I had to just turn around. <laughs> if somebody was doing ventricle, ventriloquism in my face like that, I would have the same reaction. <laughs> what are you supposed to do? Do you tip them? <laughs> just smile big. I tried, and she just kept going, and I was like, oh, my gosh. She's like, she loves it. I'm going to stay here. <laughs> She's looking at you to smile. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we gave our little reviews, right? Mm-hmm. No Malton. No video hounds. <laughs> wow. Which we were shocked about because Pin is made of bones. Yeah, but they're they're hidden by his muscles. But they love meat. <laughs> A hound would love to eat Pin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have Psychotronic Video Guide. Creepy. Ooh, I have that book. Yeah. Creepy <laughs> Psycho Movie based on a novel by Andrew Niederman is one of the best in years. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, some of it sounds unlikely, but the acting is good enough to convince and the movie filled with nice, surprising touches and it has a nasty edge to it. Do you believe it has a nasty edge? The incest is a pretty nasty edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Janet Maslin from the New York Times. Pin is a cool, bloodless, well-made thriller with a taste for the quietly bizarre. The plastic furniture covers in Leon and Ursula's comfortable household are every bit as eerie as the dummy himself or the father who insists on involving Pin in every intimate family event. (laughs) From the children's initial sex education lecture to the abortion Ursula undergoes as a teenager. Uh, Mr. Stern elicits unusually lifelike performances from a cast that could easily have overplayed this family's peculiarities. Mr. O'Quinn turns the doctor into a quietly overbearing patriarch. And Mr. Hewlett makes Leon a clear consequence of his father's cold demeanor. Yeah. I yeah. agree with that. Yeah, totally. I like this movie. I liked it too. Yeah. I watched it three times. Mm-hmm. It was more fun when I didn't have to do notes for it when I could just watch <laughs> it. The first time I watched it, I was dying. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. I like it. What are you going to give it? <sighs> I'm going to give it an eight. Nice. 
What do you give it? Seven. Seven. Yeah. I was just, it's so hard to watch a movie that makes me go, what the fuck? <laughs> what? And I did a couple of times. And that kid being so impressed by Pin's birthday present <laughs> just sent me over the edge. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the kind of gift I would, I would expect from Pin. <laughs> wow. Pin is such a thoughtful gift giver. <laughs> <laughs> all right well that was fun that was it's fun. fun to talk about a different kind of movie yeah what's our next movie our next movie is very exciting we don't know exactly what it's going to be yet but it uh-huh. is going to be audience choice yeah listeners choice voted on by you the fans on instagram at the time of recording voting is ongoing yeah so we um we asked you guys what movie you would want us to review, any movie, any horror movie, yep. and we got quite a few responses. Uh-huh. We narrowed it down to eight. Yep. What would you say? We mostly took out ones that were just like, they're just good movies. Yeah. What are we going to say so about it? So many people said The Shining, and you guys, I get it. I really do. But what is left for us to say about The Shining? Yeah. It's an excellent picture. It's very scary. That's it? Yeah. Yeah, we took that kind of stuff out. We took out things that we will get to anyways because they're on our list. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of those. Yeah, so that's pretty much uh, what we have left is is stuff that is outside of those categories, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited for this. Yeah, and really nervous because I know. there's a couple that I really am pulling for. Um, should we be like? trying to influence votes <laughs> can we be like hashtag team tammy and the t-rex or whatever yeah i mean well we both get our own vote on our private account yeah for sure yeah <laughs> i'm gonna spin up a bunch of bot accounts <laughs> no sarah why i'll block you oh no shadow ban <laughs> yeah there's a few that i'm definitely hoping for yeah there's some good stuff on here yeah it's going to be fun. We are planning some other fun stuff. Keep an eye out. Right? Yeah. For our spooky season. Anything goes. Anything. Anything goes. Anything goes until Halloween. Mm-hmm. Where can they find this information, Core? You can find this at Gag Me With A Chainsaw on Instagram. That's right. We don't use our Twitter. We do not. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... If you could, if you enjoyed this episode about <laughs> this doll. <laughs> Don't call him a doll. I'll punch you in the face. Oh, no. <laughs> about this member of our family, Pen. <laughs> then leave us a review. Please. A nice one. We love you guys. I bet you Pen would leave us a review. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pen would be firm, but loving. Yeah. He would give us four out of five stars. Yeah. Because he's, he's right. Like, There's room for room improvement. Room for improvement. <laughs> and you know what? We need to keep striving. So I ex- I respect that. Yeah. I do. But from pin only. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of you, five stars. Five stars. <laughs> you can call us 661-454-7499. Um, I don't know what you would want to call us about this episode, but we just like to hear from you. <laughs> Tell us, were you ever obsessed with an inanimate object? Yeah. Some people do. 
Some people do. Like that guy that wants to marry his car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or that movie about that girl that was in love with the roller coaster. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not me, though. I'm built different. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I really did see Pin's dick. I'd be like, well. <laughs> think so. What if it's ribbed for her pleasure? I don't know. I want to know what was going on. Was all the blood flowing to it? What blood? Well, you can see everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um did you see his balls no he didn't have balls i'm sure he did well i want to see his balls too <laughs> yeah they didn't show us do you think pin is a, they showed us so much without showing us i know do you think pin's a grower or a shower i think he's a shower he's a shower yeah i don't <laughs> think they have that kind of technology no, right. that's right we covered the technology's not there <laughs> pin is a shower <laughs> it's always fun to encounter a grower because like What's going to happen? Yeah. It's a fun little surprise. Or <laughs> a big fun surprise. Anyways, are we done? Yeah. All right. As always, please donate to the Bakersfield Burrito Project. Help us feed our hungry and homeless neighbors here in Bakersfield on Cash App and Venmo, Bako Burrito Project. Um, Anything helps. Like, even if you hear this and you're like, oh, yeah. And give them just five bucks. Mm-hmm. You can buy so much beans with five dollars. Yes. So if every few times you hear this, you just throw them five dollars, that would be amazing. And if you don't, Pin's going to give you a stern talking to <laughs> about taking care of your community and your neighbors. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, follow us on Instagram and help us pick our next episode. Keep an eye out for other fun Halloween stuff we have coming up. Be safe out there. Don't eat any candies with razor blades in them. No. That's a true story. It always story. happens every year. Every year. <laughs> be mindful of the anatomical dummies you befriend. They're not all nice. <laughs> Some are not nice. Some could be controlled by a demon like Annabelle. Mm-hmm. You just have to find out. Yeah. All right. Happy spooky season. Yes. We're right in it now. I know. This was so fun. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> I can't wait to find out what we're going to do next. I'm excited. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on Gag Me With A Chainsaw with your hosts, Corey and Sarah. Music by White Bat Audio. Find us on Twitter at Chainsaw Podcast. And on Instagram at gag me with a chainsaw. Until next time, unpleasant dreams.